Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Y'all come on in. Pour yourself a happy refreshment here. A big old glass of sun tea, another cup of coffee. Flop down in your favorite chair. And let's have a conversation about your two favorite topics, you and your house. We're here as a question and answer call-in home improvement show. If there's any question you've got about your house, home, castle, or cabin, you're welcome to give us a call at the toll-free number 1-888-767-4348. And we will put our 50 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes from Page to Nogales, from Eager to Parker, and every place in between, we'll put our experience to work for you. We'll give you tips, tricks of the trade, and actual brand names of products to use to make the project go smoother and look more professional when you're done. So allow us the privilege to help you out around your house, home, castle, or cabin. And my sweet wife, sweet Jennifer, will take your call at one 767 4348 My Number one son, Romy, is here as co-host and will help me make sure I uh, uh, answer everything correctly. My number two son, William, is here in the studio this morning and has been for the last couple weeks doing some YouTube video stuff. My grandson, Remy, is here in studio. And, of course, our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D. But the guest we want to talk about most of all here this hour is our special guest, Mr. Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roof and Tyler. What more important part of a house could you not pay attention to than the roof? What What is a house without a roof? A gazebo. <laughs> a gazebo. <laughs> an open air. Good answer. An open air ramada. <laughs> there you are. Now I would. We're gonna. We have you scheduled uh, about this time of year every year because we try and catch people to raise their awareness of their roof here ahead of the monsoon season and see if we can't just get them to to be a little bit proactive but my guess tyler and you can correct me if i'm wrong is it rains so much this winter every roof in town's already been replaced <laughs> not even close <laughs> not even close well that was a wet no. winter wasn't it yeah you know, it was crazy it seemed normally we schedule bigger jobs right in the winter of the winter so that we don't have any problems with them and this year we were just fighting and fighting and fighting because we'd open up a roof and it would rain when we're working on them so it was a it was a tough one for us but we've also just it's been so busy for us we're just barely starting to slow down and when it rains again here in another couple weeks months whenever it happens it is going to be absolutely crazy i believe and there are two different kinds of rains here in the valley, in the desert, mm-hmm. primarily. And I'm, I'm talking Maricopa, Pinal, Pima. Uh, you've got the winter rains, December, January. Kind of a nice, it's a happy rain. It just kind of comes down and it smells so good and it kind of gets everything. It can last a long time. It can be a day, day and a half. So it's a saturating rain. Saturates the stucco. All the cracks in the stucco, the parapets. <laughs> People think they have roof leaks and they've got stucco leaks. And then there's the monsoon. 
Yeah, those monsoons come down, and that's where a lot of the heavy damage happens. You get plugged up drains, and all of a sudden you've got tons of water on top of your roof. You've got, you know, any little thing that's happened. Plus, it's typically been two, three months since it rained again. So all of a sudden, you're just really testing out your roof, and it they can be catastrophic if you're not careful. Don't take care of them. Flat roofs have been accumulating a lot of landscape litter in the scuppers. Mm-hmm. That's funny. We just finished a, a maintenance on this apartment complex that we do maintenance for, and we brought out about three trailer loads full of trash off of 20-something units just in the last six months. We go out there two times a year, and we're just constantly cleaning off roofs and repairing things, and it's it's been great. These roofs are 20-something years old, and they this is the first – but at a time they have not had leaks with the last rains because we've actually been maintaining them and now we're catching things before they happen. It's not a silver bullet that's going to keep them from leaking forever, but it, it definitely gets them by until they can actually replace the whole thing. Our last hour, Romy and Jay Harper were talking about Jay's roof and it's a flat roof mm-hmm. and the fact that he goes up there with a with a blower uh, and, and kind of Clears out his gutters, clears out his scuppers, clears out his parapet and corners uh, here right now ahead of what we would anticipate to be hopefully a decent monsoon season. No, oh, yeah. I mean, we're right in the middle of a El Nino weather oscillation, so we're supposed to get a very wet monsoon season. It's anticipated to be on the record, just like we had a very wet winter. It's probably going to happen again with the monsoons and going into the winter again as well. All right. So paying attention to your roof, what would we tell a homeowner uh, to kind of be alert to? So on a flat roof, you just got to get up there or pay someone to get up there, and they just got to make sure that it's clean. Um, a lot of times you'll see cracks and fissures in whatever materials. On flat roofs, it's a it's a monolithic. It's a, it's a continuous solid roof you can't have cracks in it um on a shingle or a tile roof you got to make sure your valleys are cleaned out you got to make sure your flashings are properly adjusted they haven't shifted and you know on a tile roof make sure that the tiles aren't broken allowing water to get into that membrane underneath the the tile and i i tell people a lot with the asphalt shingles that you know what no matter what color the shingle is if it has kind of a silver shine to it in the sun mm-hmm. it that's the old fiberglass that's actually been the, the 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 bitumen has been eaten up by the ultraviolet and those are little hairs mm-hmm. showing and that's that that's when roofers start knocking on your door and saying, Would you like an estimate for a new roof? That's the equivalent of you driving down the road, getting out of your car and looking at your tires and seeing little metal pieces sticking out from the tread. <laughs> so it's like when you start seeing that fiberglass it's a good time, especially if you have a black roof. You'll never know that the granules are gone because it doesn't change colors. The, the tar is the same color as your as your uh, granules, and boom, there you go. Talk about an asphalt shingle. And talk about the life of an asphalt shingle on a roof in Maricopa County. Okay. <laughs> so here in Phoenix, metro area, shingle roofs are a great roof. The problem that we have is we've got massive weather um Thermal shock, you know, you'll be 150, 180 degrees on your roof in the middle of summer, and all of a sudden, you'll hit a, you'll get a monsoon storm come in, and that ri- that roof will go from 180 down to 60 to 70 degrees in a matter of a couple minutes, and it doesn't happen just once. That's that is that is so stressful on a roof. So, a lot of times when you get in these massive shifts, the the shingles are going through thermal shock, they crack. 
um, that allows the, like you said, the fiberglass to show through. To you're wearing off those those granules; they're just coming out. Another big thing about it is with the heat being so high, um, shingles are composed of asphalt. What holds them together and what keeps them pliable is VOCs. I think that came out in the article. It's violent organic compounds. It's basically gas. And the higher the temperature get, the quicker these shingles gas off. Now, it's not going to really hurt you. It's very minor. It just hurts your neighbors downwind. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, it evaporates. It's, yeah. it's gone. And so as it goes, you, once the sun starts hitting the asphalt, the granules are gone, the protection, boom, you're, you're really looking at a short amount of time before it's time to you know, rip those all off and redo them. On asphalt shingles, you know, you just mentioned the granules are gone. If when you have a rain at your house and you have to go outside to the driveway and at the drip line off the roof, you've, you've got to sweep up mm-hmm. roof granules. That's another indication that, hey, your, 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 your roof is aging, it could be aging out. Those granules are going to stay there until they're cooked off the, the asphalt sheet. So you can buy different grades of asphalt shingle. So years ago, we used to label them 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, and that's kind of all gone gone away. Uh, The shingles are the same, but now they've gone to a lifetime warranty that's prorated, and it's basically worth the paper that it's written on. But (laughs) ultimately, um, like you say, you you just need to keep an eye on it. I've seen shingle roofs that there was a, a manufacturer called Elk back in the day. Sure. Great shingles. They got bought out by another one, and quality has gone down. But I still see elk shingles out there that are 20-something years old, and they're still kind of holding up. They're, they're time to be replaced. But I've seen a much newer roofs that are completely shot, and it might be the manufacturer that day. It might be the way the shingles were installed. It might be the east, south, west, north-facing roof. Orientation, yeah, Orientation. Sure. There's so many factors that go into it that you just you really have to keep an eye on it. A shingle roofs, you're, not, you have to look at it right now. Tile roofs are much more maintenance sensitive but um you you really just got to keep an eye on it on the material side of things we call them asphalt shingles that from what i understand it used to just be cardboard dipped in asphalt is what they used to be but aren't, aren't they made with fiberglass now yeah and you the, what you're talking about is the old organic shingles so a lot of the felts that we use are composed of that same thing um but it's basically just a the reinforcing mat and one of them's not necessarily better than the other one. They have their advantages and disadvantages. But most of the manufacturers, if not all of them, have now gone over to a fiberglass mat that's saturated with asphalt and covered with granules to protect it from the, the elements. We're talking about the importance of roofing at your house here in the great state of Arizona, particularly here just a week or two before the beginning of the monsoon. It's been officially declared monsoon season, mother Mother Earth doesn't know that yet. <laughs> it hasn't brought it in yet. But uh, I'd still like to know the politics behind that. It had I, to be something political because it's 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 makes it's it's such nonsensical. <laughs> I know, know the only thing that makes sense is that it was political. I know one thing for sure: it wasn't driven by the local weather television stations because. I'll bet your viewership went down 50% because this time of year, we'd all tune in. Is it the third day of the dew dew temperature at this particular and the wet bulb and all of that? 
Well, yeah, it used it to be that way, didn't it, Ron? Yeah, it did. You yeah. had, they never called it by the day. They called it by the, the atmospheric conditions. Yeah, the, so, the temperature spread, and now they just switched it to a certain day each year, and that's what it is. Old Dewey June Hopper 15th would... 15th to September 15th. Dewey yeah. Hopper would have the whole state hanging, hanging on their on their on uh, the edge of their chairs, waiting for it to say, okay, it started. Hey, we're back, talking roofing, talking anything you'd like to talk about, your house, home, castle, or cabin. Feel free to give us a ring at one 888 767-4348. We here at Rosie on the House and Johnson Roofing will put our years of experience to work for you, the Arizona homeowner. Up on the roof. <laughs> That's where we are today at Rosie on the House. Taking care of the roof ahead of what we're being told could be a nice, healthy monsoon season. Uh, so we're going to take a couple minutes right now uh, and talk with Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing, Rosie Certified Roofing uh, Company, about the inspection process a homeowner could do if they were so motivated. <laughs> we have to be careful here. Yeah. Um, about what what we advise homeowners to do. Well, let's start by talking about ladder safety. I was I was at a house a couple of days ago and I was climbing up on a roof and I have I almost fell off because he we were using the homeowner's ladder and I think he had inherited it from his dad who had also inherited it from his grandpa. <laughs> it, so many pieces of equipment out there are so dangerous. So just be real careful if you're going to climb up on your own roof, make sure that you understand the equipment that you're using and how you place it. You can't just put it on, you have to put it on a certain part where it's flat, make sure that it's well secured. Don't just climb up on your roof with whatever piece of ladder you have out there because a fall is a lot more expensive oh. than hiring a, oh. a person to go out and actually do it with, you know, we were, we were calculating the other day, on our, every one of our trucks, we carry about $40,000 of equipment from safety to all this other stuff just to be able to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, y'all don't go on a roof unless you're strapped off. Yeah, we, we do have uh, OSHA that regulates us very heavily in that regard. Very heavily. And I'd like homeowners to know there's no tool you have at your house that's going to send you to the emergency room more often than a ladder. Yeah. And, and it's because, I'm sorry to say this, it's because y'all don't use it right. You, you walk up there with flip-flops on, you turn around, and put your back to the ladder and come down facing out. So ladders are very, very dangerous. Treat them respectfully. The last time I broke my ribs, I wasn't treating a ladder respectfully. <laughs> I knew, Tyler, I knew I could reach that next. I, I, I knew I could reach it. Yeah. And I did on the way down. <laughs> They say that you can fall off a ladder as many times as you want, and you won't ever fall any further than the ground. But That's right. It'll catch you every time. All right. So we've got the shingles we talked a little bit about. That you, If you see the granules on the driveway after a rainstorm, if you see the little fiberglass silver hair starting mm -hmm. to show through, especially the, the downside of the tabs of the, of the roof shingle. What about other roof systems when we're... We're looking at the, the flat roofs. You talked about the alligatoring and the cracking. and the I mean, every place a flat roof has uh, joins a dissimilar material, the parapet, 
the roof jacks, mm-hmm. the ductwork, you know, every one of those is a potential failure. Yeah, no, there's, I think that if a homeowner's up on a roof, the number one thing that they're going to do that they're going to do very successfully is they need to get the debris off the roof. Don't go too crazy on it. Don't get a power washer, and especially on a flat roof, and just <laughs> dig into it, and all of a sudden you're creating more damage. But a blower, even if it's dirty, it's fine. You, you want that big debris, the leaves and stuff that are going to go and get clogged in your drains. That's the easiest and probably the best thing that a homeowner can do. Um, inspect it. If you see cracks, those are definitely something you want to get addressed. A lot of times you can just send the pictures to a roofer and he'll, you know, just glance at them and tell you, hey, this is something that you can just ignore or, or kick the can down the road a bit. Or this is something that's going to be critical. You need to take care now. Um, I can't tell you, most of the roofs out there that are flat roofs, they have been patched. And a lot of people have used dissimilar material, stuff that doesn't really go together, like tar on a foam roof. I mean, that's just, that's awful. Um, it will The tar will just eat right through your foam eventually. So... Make sure that if you're using whatever you're doing, you're using the proper um, materials. Um, tile roofs, that's a really good one. The felt underneath it should last 20 years. But if the tile on top of it's broken, you're going to have a leak there, and that's only going to last maybe three or four years before it Yeah. Before it does. You know, something interesting, a side note, when we, as a company, we've decided that we give our warranties based off of how long we believe that that roof will last without any maintenance on it. So a lot of our roofs, okay. our, our competitors will come okay. out and say, we're going to give you a 20-year warranty. Okay. And I'm like, that's great. But who's going to maintain it for those 20 years? A lot of the times, you'll, you'll, we'll, give our, we'll give a warranty for 20 years as long as we maintain the roof. Okay, fair enough. But a, you know, a lot of roofers, they'll give you these massive warranties, but they're really not good because there's a clause in there that says, if the roof is maintained. If that roof is not maintained, the warranty goes right out the door. And a lot of times, they don't explain those those fine costs. So make sure that when you're dealing with your roofs, you maintain them because even even roofers know that they will fail if you don't maintain them. 20-year warranty means nothing if it's not taken care of. And I would say cleanliness is probably the number one key. We haven't had rain in a little while. Leaf litter, vines, um, silk oak trees, pine trees that are in around your property have been shedding for what we haven't had rain in what 120 days yeah about three months yeah so that's all accumulated now we got a call two monsoon seasons ago from one of our uh, listeners and and uh, it was a monsoon rain and the water was pouring in the exhaust fan in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and the scupper located four feet away was plugged the pool of water on the roof was so high it had gone above the t-jack Mm-hmm. And was pouring in, and she opened the glass door to the bathroom, to the tub, put the ironing board against the wall. So, <laughs> so, so as the water was pouring in her bathroom fan, it was hitting the ironing board and being diverted into the bathroom. I thought it was pretty ingenious. That was the best thing to happen. If she hadn't have done that, that roof would have collapsed on her. So, but just cleaning the roof would yes, have sir. solved it. We're here with with Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing. And we're talking about the pre-monsoon care and maintenance you should be paying attention to at your house. Uh, Tyler, we talked about homeowners getting on a roof. We have a lot of listeners, I know, that are beyond that comfort level. Um, How big an area will Johnson Roofing service? And what what does your pre-monsoon check look like and sound like? So typically, we're going to cover the whole metro area. So Glendale all the way out to Apache Junction, east to Gold Canyon, west to Goodyear. Um, 
We don't typically charge for an inspection. If you want an actual written report, like a lot of real estate agents need it to go back for whatever reason, that'll be $150. Bucks. Um, if they do ask for that and we provide it and then we provide them repairs and that'll go off the bill. But um, normally just to go out, inspect your roof real quick, you know, if there's anything that's needed, write it up, give you an estimate. That There's no charge for that. And how would one of the homeowners... Oh. schedule that how far out are y'all scheduled on those right now right now you could probably get us uh, this week okay. um you call our office 480-467-4572 um you'll be greeted there by either julia karina they'll get you they'll get you scheduled and then one of our estimators will get out there take a look at it and anything that you need we'll let you know about it give you a pictures uh report and everything else that you need as, if there's any repairs that are required very good. The most important component of making a house a home is your roof. Without the roof, you've got an open-air cabana, open-air gazebo, and you haven't got the protection you need for every other component within your house, not to mention your personal possessions and your family. Now, we've talked about some of the visual keys that homeowners should know about as to uh, key indicators that their hot, their roof is aging out. Maybe they ought to start thinking about giving y'all a call and getting that courtesy inspection. Let's talk about the components of a roof because we've got we've talked about the felt underneath the shingle. We've talked about the shingle, but we've got a lot of tile roof. Mm -hmm. A lot, and there's lots of different kind of tile. Oh, absolutely. So all the tile, they're all pretty much the same. There's a few minor things that'll change in between them. Um, what really counts is the felt. We kind of talked about the VOCs. They'll, they leave, and as they leave, they leave spaces, and the, the felt will absorb it, absorb the water and allow the, the roof to leak. One of the big things that we have, like on a flat roof and on tiles as well, is, is you got flashings. The flashings, they'll last as long as the roof. But the way they, they merge, they come together, you've got sealants and whatnot, and those sealants will age over time, and they'll, you know, they need to be refreshed. Um, tile, like, you know, we've been talking a lot about maintenance. They just crack. Your sidewalk, it cracks, and your sidewalk's four inches thick. <laughs> your tile, it's about an inch thick. So concrete just cracks. That's the only. That's one of the only guarantees a concrete company will give you with concrete. That's right. So all of these different components, if they're not maintained, it, a lot of times a little bending or just shifting, kicking a piece of tile might save you $1,000 down the road because if that tile slipped down three inches, the water's getting in right behind it, boom. Nobody really sees that, but if you push it back up, it's fine. So really, these different components, they all work together. Um, you know, a tile roof is really good at example. You've got two different flashings. You've got a flashing underneath, which is the primary flashing. You've got a flashing on top. It's a secondary flashing. It's a malleable metal that conforms to the profiles of the different tiles. So if those aren't installed properly, maintained, a, a lot of times you'll see them pop straight up. Just the wind comes and picks them yeah, up and bends yeah. them. It's, it looks kind of funny. Um, that will allow water. And it's just all these little things. They're tiny things. But combined, they will cause problems over time. I think people are surprised sometimes when they walk out of the house and they're running up to the post the uh, the mailbox and they're walking down the driveway and they'll see two concrete tile on the driveway broke. Mm -hmm. I think it surprises a lot of people those tile aren't nailed up there. Well, if it's done properly, <laughs> all the tile on the edges are, but the yes, ones in the middle, right. they're just sitting there. They have a lug. They, they latch on. But um, we, had a, we had one, no, oh, it was a couple of months ago where they, you know, we'd done a roof and they called us back and 
there had been a, you see them, the dust devils, whippoorwills, whatever, where, you know, you've got a mini cyclone. Yeah. And it hit the house and it literally, a semicircle, probably about 20 feet wide, it picked up all those tile and shifted them maybe 10 degrees. Yeah. It was phenomenal. They, it threw two or three tile a little bit farther, but just the, the weather here in Arizona is so extreme sometimes that it, you really have to stay on top of it and and uh, maintain these roofs. Well, the fact that those tile, and this is on virtually, on virtually every tile roof in Arizona, they're only nailed on the perimeter. You've got all the field that are loose laid and stacked, and they're hooked and they're clipped. Mm -hmm. And we've seen by, you know, 50 years of durability, it works pretty good. But they could, uh, a tech on the roof could uh, accidentally pick a boot up and and it could slip off that that anchor point mm -hmm. and you mentioned if that one tile slides down just two or three inches incidentally because it lost its hook um, that whole area of the roof now is in jeopardy of pre-aging really quickly yeah. yeah like i was saying just five seconds of of what's the old the old adage the uh five uh, and five so an adult, of, an an out, there you an go. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, and that's that's really what it is with everything. And roofs are not not exempt for that. And I tell people before they get on earth, be careful. But I but when it comes to tile roof, I tell them don't do it. Just, just don't do it. You don't know where to walk. You don't know mm -hmm. how to tread those tile. And you're gonna cause more problems than than you're going to help. Yeah. And a lot of times there's tile right now that They've been up there for 20, 30 years. There's, you know, 95% of them, five of that 5% that are broken, that tile hasn't been made for 15 years. And so it's getting harder and harder uh, uh, to yeah. find replacement tile, and the colors are further and further off. So it, it is definitely something that you need to keep an eye on. When I talk to new Arizona homeowners and I tell them that the tile aren't nailed, that surprises them. I also tell them, you know what about that tile? That's not your roof. Mm -hmm. That's just decoration. Yeah, a minute ago I was saying your primary waterproofing on your house is not your tile it's a protection but the primary protection is your felt paper underneath and what do y'all like every roofer has a, a builder grade mm -hmm. application right and then they've got the preferred grade uh, and then and then i don't know what was it 15 years ago 20 years ago uh, we went away from asphalt base uh, and we went into a lot of synthetic stuff but most of the roofers I know have left the synthetic world. What, what's what's the yeah. story on all that? Synthetic felt paper is a really good, um, it's a development. It's got its pros and its cons. So we started using it about, oh, about seven or eight years ago. But we, were, we weren't using it as a primary underlayment. We were using it as a secondary underlayment to protect the primary underlayment from sun. We were working on these houses that were, you know, multiple millions of dollars that the, the construction process was drying out so far that when you put the, the felt paper down, the asphalt-saturated felt paper, the sun would hit it. And it's got a 90-day rating. After 90 days, technically, the, it should be replaced. And there's Ooh. just no way that Ooh. these contractors could hit these dates. So we went out, we looked at this synthetic stuff, and it's got 180-plus days. So we'd put the 40-pound down because it's got self-healing properties. You drive a nail through it, and there's thousands of nails on your roof, yes. and it seals around it. The synthetic does not seal around those nails, but it also resists the sunlight so much better than the 40-pound the, the, the that we were using that 
combined, they make a great roof. Interesting. Now, we also installed a couple of roofs that had only synthetic on them. We ended up replacing those roofs just because they did not function. And we, when you say together, so do you put the synthetic down first and then the traditional on top of it? No, no, no. The, 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 the traditional 40-pound goes underneath. and then the, okay. it's a, So now you're dealing with basically a three system. So you've got your primary underlayment, you've got a secondary underlayment, then you've got your, your tile on top of that going from the bottom up. So you put the original down first and mm-hmm. then the synthetic on top of that. Yeah, we will not install a tile roof without some sort of an asphalt-based underlayment underneath it. Very interesting. Well, I know I knew they kind of took over the market the first five or six or seven years they were out. And I've just kind of noticed that they, that they haven't kept that market dominance. Yeah. And a lot of people going back to the asphalt. Yep. Now I see. Now I know why. Yeah, everything has its pros and cons. You just have to make sure that you use them properly to, to take advantage of both, both of them. And, okay, so we're talking components. We've mm-hmm. talked underlayment. We've talked the tile. The same story goes for metal roofing. The metal roof really isn't your roof. The, the roof is whatever you lay underneath that. It's, it's more waterproof than a tile. A uh, metal roof done properly should be a primary roof. And what are you underlaying under the metal roofs? It's more like a shingle roof where, like, shingle roof's perfectly acceptable to use synthetics because if it goes through a shingle roof, it's going to leak. A 15-pound felt, it's it's nothing. Synthetics, it's not that much. It's more of a temporary water barrier and a moisture barrier once it's installed. But you put so many fasteners through it that if water goes underneath tile, I've never, or sorry, let me rephrase that, underneath shingle, I've never seen a roof that has water underneath shingles that has not leaked in a very short period of time. Okay, all right. And the other component of all roof systems is a flashing, where the roofing mm-hmm. material meets all the dissimilar. And there's lots of opportunity for failure at every one of those junctions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and the flashings themselves, they should last at least as long as whatever system you put up with. There's not many flashings that are designed to be replaced, but the sealants that that bring those the flashings together with your with your roofing systems they they dry out over time um caulking tar are the two main ones that you know they just they got to be refreshed and real quick before we go to break what's the phone number for johnson roofing it's 480-467-4572 that's our guest in the studio this morning, Tyler Johnson, Johnson Roofing. Tyler, we've got a few people lined up here on calls with not a lot of time left. Let's see if we can get through them real quick. We've got Jay calling from Ahwatukee. Good morning, Jay. Real quick, what's your question? Rosie, how you doing? Wonderful. All right, glad to hear. Wanted to kind of spit something at the roofing professional. Okay. Uh, not through me, my aunt, uh, who has been in Arizona for 50 years, got a roof done on her house. It was asphalt, uh, asphalt uh, shingles. And it was about six months ago. Got the roofing done. Uh, it was through a contractor. I don't know. I, I'm sure it was a handshake contractor. I don't. There's no. I don't. It's not somebody major in the game. Okay. Right. I'm assuming it was a friend of a friend. Okay. Uh, the asphalt shingles, as soon as the first rain came, it, 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 it leached, you know, something off of the roof and it 
stained her concrete. And she's a big proponent of her concrete. She's been painting it for years. <laughs> okay. So maybe it was painted concrete, you know? All right, Jay, hang on. We we knew the question mm-hmm. before we took it, and we guessed about this and about that, but we didn't guess it was three tab asphalt shingles. No, nah, it, it, shingles. If they were to do that, that um, a lot of times when they ship them from the factory, they come a little bit asphalt heavy, and so you put them on the roof. You'll get a bunch of really hot days, just like the asphalt on the road. It'll start to leach out those VOCs, and as soon as the rain hits, it'll it'll wash them down. Uh, were the stains black in color? No, so her 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 color of the roof was like a like a light brown gray, mm-hmm. and that's the exact color that came out, like a light like and actually it, it leaves more like more like a light brown color. Wow, it, that's I have no idea and because all- like like the granules that come from the factory they're they're <laughs> they're rock they're not gonna the color's not gonna come out so the yeah. only thing up there that could actually leach would be would be the tar. Yeah, I think at this point he said he didn't know who the roofer was, uh, didn't even know, you know, a hand, I think he called him a handshake roofer, a friend yeah. of a friend. Um, if if it was a licensed contractor, I would tell your aunt to put the concern in writing and mail it to the licensed contractor. If the written concern doesn't get addressed, then you've got recourse by going to the Register of Contractors and seeing if, in fact, we can't ascertain as to whether or not it's a factory deficiency or not. Very peculiar situation on that type of... You want to answer about asphalt shingles up north? Sure. Okay, let's go to uh, Jeff. Uh, I think he's got something going on in Flagstaff, Jeff. Yes, good morning. Uh, Quick questions. I'm going to replace a uh, shingle roof on a 412 pitch, and it's got an extension on the front for the front porch of about a eight to ten foot overhang that uses rolled roofing, and I was wondering whether we could go ahead and use shingles on that or replace it with rolled roofing as well. What is the pitch on that um, that area? It's probably no more than uh, one one and a half. Great, so great question. <laughs> it's not quite flat. Okay. All right. So most manufacturers, what they're going to do is they're going to specify that anywhere from a two to a tw- two to a four twelve pitch, you require a double underlayment, and then from a four on above, it, you can go with a single underlayment. Anything, how about, how about two twelve and below? Anything two twelve and below, not recommended. Yeah. Furthermore, on up in the north, you got to make sure that they put that ice and water damming four feet inside the interior walls. So if you've got a two-foot overhang, you've got to go six feet up that roof with an ice and water shield. Would that be a good application maybe for a little metal roof to tie into the— yeah, That that would be a really good application for a metal roof. That would be a good application. All right, Jeff, we appreciate your call. We've got a couple other calls that are stacked up here, Tyler, but we're not going to be able to take them on air. I can tell you uh, I'd like to thank you for taking the opportunity to create— we created a series— of tarping videos for Arizona homeowners to watch. It's on YouTube. It's on the Rosie on the House channel. Uh, and it's the science of tarping. And we demonstrate to you the complications of tarping a roof. And we demonstrate it not to show you how to do it, but to show you how dangerous and complicated it is. So, Tyler, if we don't want them on the roof, 
tarping in the middle of a monsoon storm, and they're in their living room, in their favorite chair, watching an old Johnny Carson rerun, and a monsoon comes, and it starts dripping out of a recessed can. What do I do at, at 9 or 10 o'clock at night? You turn off the can, you put a bucket underneath it, and you make sure that bucket doesn't fill up and flow on, you know, overflow onto your hardwood floor. And that's really about all you should be doing until it stops raining. Don't go outside. Don't get on the roof. <laughs> unless, unless you're a human lightning rod, I'd pr- I, I would say don't do it. All right. Tyler of Johnson Roofing. Again, you had an opportunity to talk about your pre-monsoon roof inspections, whether you want a visual inspection or a written inspection. How would people call and schedule those? Best way to get a hold of us is 480-467-4572. We do have live people answering the phones. You can also find us online at johnsonroofingaz.com and fill out the form and they will. Some of my regular listeners are texting me, should I have Johnson come by? All of you that have texted me and asked, should I have Johnson come by? The answer is yes. Call Johnson Roofing and have them come by. Absolutely. And I'm talking to you, Miss Marsha. 